cyberspace, the global frontier. These are the voyages of three fat white guys. Their ongoing mission, to read Nintendo Power, to seek out great mail letters and poor artwork, to podcast where tons of nerds have gone before. Welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, volume 29, and if you couldn't guess, we have Star Trek on the cover. And on Playing the Playing With Power is the issue-by-issue issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine, and I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Hello. <laughs> so we're looking at October of 1991. And I'm not sure if this is the last NES game to be featured, but it's definitely one of the start. It's, it's going to start switching to Super NES real quick here. Well, yeah, I mean, there's already some Super NES in this one, obviously. So, yeah. So we've got Star Trek on the cover here. The Star Trek for the NES game. It says "Beam <coughs> Up to Adventure," and it's literally just a photo from uh, um, the TV show. Looks like Next Generation? Nope, that's definitely the original series. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Next Generation, (laughs) yeah, okay, all right. Um, Next Generation had a completely different design. Yeah, this game game was a 25th anniversary of the original show. uh, That's why they released it, Mm. so... Excellent. And now it's like the 25th okay. anniversary of this of this ups, of this issue. So <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah. almost. <laughs> well, 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 we decided to celebrate the the good audio that I'm now able to provide with the return of the cust of the custom intros. <laughs> and I think it went well. And uh, so what else do we have? We have super. We have F F Zero, uh, Castlevania Two, and. They do a, like a retro review because they're dragging the bottom of the of the ocean for content, and they're gonna have a uh, a retro review of Metroid. So, I guess we're doing a retro mm. review of a retro review. We're going in like Inception <laughs> Inception style <laughs> uh, into this one. That's breaking the fourth wall in the fourth wall. That's like sixteen <laughs> <Wow>. walls. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the new Star Trek movie? No. The Beyond? No. Is it you out? It? Really? It's out. Yeah. It's shit. Out. I gotta go fix that. I just saw that uh, this last weekend. How was it? It was good. I enjoyed it. Was it like yeah. too Star Trek, too Furious? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know what. That's the. It's the director from like. It's the director from all the Fast and the Furious movies. It's, I think it was. Uh, I think it was, no, I didn't. Uh, I think he meant that because their young star was also killed by a car. <laughs> uh, he wasn't that coincidence. Young. Probably. Uh, it did not feel like a Fast and Furious film. Mm. Put it that way. It, it was a nice Star Trek film. Did it have plenty of J.J. Abrams a, lens flare? No lens oh. flare. Um, that I can that I noticed anyways. Oh, so he learned. Well, J.J. <laughs> Abrams well, wasn't was the a, director for this. Yeah, he was the director. I didn't, oh, so I they learned. I liked the lens flare, though, so... <laughs> what? Uh, that's, uh, what that's my opinion. I actually... Yeah, I like the lens I, flare. I like it, I too. I, 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 you know, like, if that's his thing, like, I'm okay with it. Uh, it's yeah. Michael Bay's thing is gears, is like... You know, right, right in your face, like so you have no idea what's on screen for about terrible movies. Yeah, yeah. Of the movie. Zo- zooming into shit. Yeah, so that yeah. you have no idea who's who or what's Let me what. Yeah, vomit on the screen, and you try. You have to try to decipher what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, that, he, he thinks that it'll get you to go to the movies three or four times, so that you can like 
slowly absorb what's happening. No. That, that's his intention. He slowly absorbs something, the puke that's on the floor from the pre previous Lovely. movie movie viewers. Vertigo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> young teenage girls love the movies because it's like a, this movie. It's a bulimic <laughs> purge of a movie. Uh, whenever so whenever the new I Transformers, much, Michael. I totally go and see this movie and I feel so great after. <laughs> so, Mr. Bay, what's new about the new Transformers movie? Well, this time we take you so close to the action, you're actually inside Optimus Prime's colon, <laughs> if you can believe that. That's all you can see or hear. You're so in the action, you just feel it. <laughs> whenever Optimus is fighting someone, you get to see like his muscles and everything contracting because that's how close we zoomed in. They don't have muscles, they have pistons. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on, Mike. The gears. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> oh, and, Optimus Prime. Andy Rooney showed up. Look at that. <laughs> All right. Just, and now a moment with Optimus Prime you know what 60 really, Minutes. You know what really grinds you my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? All these, Decept Autobots. All these Decepticons coming into this country without registering. Come on, people. Are we just asking for it now? <laughs> If only we could put up a wall. <laughs> Back in my day, the AllSpark powered three towns. All right. Um, Make Cybertron great again. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> inside, Where were we? Okay. Inside cover, we have the power animal yet again. Right? Yay. Yep. Yet again. So we're going to skip on to the power line. Mm -hmm. We have a nice illustration of a mountain bike. And I don't know why. It's because the <laughs> the players' poll is a family vacation. They're giving like a everyone like four mountain bikes. So apparently, I read ahead. Super. So for once, wow. I prepared. Look! Look who did their homework. <laughs> I felt like I did like above and beyond my average participation last time by playing so many of the games. So yeah. this time, I'm just forging it in. You earned it. You earned it. Yep. Get to the coast this time. So contents. Uh, table of contents. Yep. Uh, let's see. We have F Zero, Star Trek, Roger Clemens, so this Baseball. Is, this was a interesting choice to put not put F Zero on the front cover because they have a full feature about F Zero. Yeah, they could they should have just put that on the cover, but I guess Star Trek. I mean, the next generation was out, so I don't know why they're pump, why they're pimping out the original series. Because, uh, yeah, and it's, it's an NES anniversary game, thing. So. Yeah. so. Was it just like a hot well, thing around there? And that? you gotta remember, like, so Star Trek next was generation. Selling? Let's see, TNG. Run. It came out in '87, I believe. Dates. Because it ended in 1994. Um, yeah, so we were still we were still in the board. I seat. guess they kind of knew what was going on with TNG. I don't know. I mean, uh, I watched a little bit of stuff on this game on the Star Trek game because I didn't feel like playing it. But it sort of it plays, looked all right. It plays out like a. Um, we'll, we'll get into it, but it plays out like an episode of like the original series. So, hmm. um, yeah. Anyway. So they got uh, Serial Star Trek, Roger Clemens, MVP, MVP Baseball, Metroid for whatever reason, and a game called Shatterhand. Which John says is really good. It's apparently and, one of the best platformers like on the system, actually. <laughs> and oddly enough, Shatterhand, if we get to the mailbag, it doesn't stop people from playing games, apparently. That's a nice segue. So let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. And uh, first up, we've got four, five, six letters from kids writing in, uh, narking out their parents for playing <laughs> Nintendo or Game Boy games. 
Um, so I'll take the first one here. Sure. And uh, it says, accused claims she's innocent from Jeffrey Spriggs of Washington Pa. I caught my mom in the act <laughs> one day after school. Yeah, you did. <laughs> when I opened the front door, <laughs> she hurriedly turned off the power of the NES and took out the Wheel of Fortune game pack. I asked her what she was doing, and she replied, oh, I'm just cleaning. That was a little hard to believe, knowing that Wheel of Fortune is her favorite game show, but she didn't admit anything. I think that she should be added to the 10 most wanted list for parents players. Parent players. Her name is Janet. Fucking narc. We just got a we just got a <laughs> like from Carolyn Bond on the Playing With Power podcast. So, hey, Carolyn. All right. Yeah, that was a result of my hard work all day when I should have been reading. I was just like, okay, well, uh, apparently the, uh, the the Nintendo Power being available on archive.org. Yeah, people are going nuts causing, over that. <laughs> it's causing it to trend, so I thought this might be the good time to actually promote the show since everyone's talking about it. I've had four friends yeah. message me that, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe you two could get on that too? Yeah, we, mm. we could. All sure, right. thank you. All right, mom takes over. Give Tesh. poor Mike a break. Mom. Hey, while we're getting shout outs, by the way, uh, shout out to our main man, Peter, for uh, listening to every episode and catching up. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was a new guy. He just like instantly supported the Patreon and then caught up to us. So, you know, props to you, Peter. You freaking rock. Yeah, don't ever, You'll, don't ever try yeah. heroin because it'll probably go badly for you if you're that <laughs> if you go through things that quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's August 4th, but you'll, right now, but you'll hear this three weeks from now, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next letter, let's see. Uh, Andy Karen from DeSoto, Montana? Is that MO? MO is Montana? Missouri. I think it's Missouri. 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 Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Because MI is, MI is Mississippi. MI is Michigan. Michigan. Oh, what the hell is Mississippi then? MP? Montana. MS? MN is Minnesota. It has to be Montana. Stay abbreviation. <laughs> it's M- certainly, certainly M- not. Uh, it's right, MI is, is Mississippi. Missouri it's not, it's is MO. It's not Moncton. Oh, look who was right. Missouri. Oh. What's Missouri. Montana then? M- MA is Ma- Massachusetts. MN is Montana. No, MN is Minnesota. MN is Montana. You What's Mississippi then? You, Mississippi okay. is MS. And okay, you Americans and your damned states and abbreviations. <laughs> I it, thought we fixed MS. <laughs> and and Montana is... Was that Jerry's kids or was that the Ice Bucket Challenge? Montana is MT. Ice Bucket Challenge did Lou Gehrig's disease. MT. No, yes. And they Who were able to... Uh, Who their kid, Lou Gehrig? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, from Missouri, yeah, they were yeah the ice bucket challenge got some success. They were able to isolate some uh, genes because of the research that got funded. Yeah, I don't like. So, okay, John. All right. So I received a Game Boy for my 14th birthday. <laughs> I was very pleased. But a week. Oh later, right, we were reading a letter. <laughs> a week later, I lost it. I didn't misplace it or drop it down the garbage. The fate it suffered was much worse. I was playing Tetris and finished 9-1 when her mother sat down and started watching me. A few minutes later, she has to play. Ever since, even as I write, she plays. I don't think I can stop her. Help. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, Mike? Okay, we're looking at APB Missing Mom. We're writing to tell you that our house is filled with Nintendo maniacs, especially now that our mom has started playing. She saved the princess in Super Mario Brothers and is now playing Dr. Mario. She's pretty good and can get to level 23, but we have to compete with her for our turn to play. Sometimes when dad comes home from work, he asks where mom is. She's playing Dr. Mario, of course, and saying, just one more try and I'll stop. 
My brother and I were really happy when we saved enough money to buy a Game Boy. Then one night, my mom picked it up and started playing Tetris. Now if she goes to one of our baseball games, she takes the Game Boy to play. Well, maybe if you played better, she'd watch. She's up to level 10 on Tetris and keeps trying and trying. The only one not hooked on Nintendo yet is our dad, but we're working on him too. So dad gets home and he finds out mom's popping pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get to see a picture of the proud mom, Lisa Schweitzer, rocking the crazy eyes. And next to her son wearing the the artist's rendition of Ganon, apparently. I'd put my cartridge in her slot, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, you know, with eyes like that, you know that she's she's a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mister Toad's got nothing on her. All right. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they both have warts. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next up, we have uh, a, a letter called Nintendo Mom, quote, gone crazy, unquote, from Carolyn Neal from Richmond, Virginia. My mom, Janice, is a Nintendo mother gone crazy. She has finished 18 games. Among them are Zelda 1 and 2, Dragon Warrior 1 and 2, Final Fantasy, Hydelide, Ultima, Star Trek, Willow, Strider, Maniac Mansion, Legacy of the Wizard, Clash of Demon Head, Fexanadu, and The Magic of Scheherazade. Chrysalis and Shadowgate. That's, She's almost done with Castlevania 3. That's fucking Curse. legit. Like those are some legit props. games. Like yeah, the, the other the other games like oh Wheel of Fortune, Doctor Mario. Like no, yeah, these are, are mom games. <laughs> these are like she's a legit yeah. gamer. So yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, this gal came to play. She's a power. She's not player. busy playing games. She's a good nurse. A good, I mean, a Girl Scout leader and an all around great mom. And there's a picture here of Janice. In the zone, yeah. Oh, yeah. playing, and I believe she's got a Nintendo Power strapped to her chest for uh, she's <laughs> quick access. Power. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, next, like she's wearing it like a fucking bulletproof vest. The, like the next, this is her protection, her guard, her armor. The next, yeah. the next letter uh, comes from Canada, so it doesn't count. So let's see. Dad becomes uh, a video. Oh fuck you! <laughs> this one. All right, I right, go for it, file. Mike. I gotta give this guy. I gotta give this guy props for brevity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He just says, file, some shitty number, name, Marie Quickfingers Christiansen, age 25, she claims. Yeah, if she's a mom and she's 25 and her kid is writing this letter, yeah, <laughs> she claims. I just want to like know that. how she got the nickname Quickfingers. <laughs> <laughs> she had that before the Nintendo game. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> Charge, playing Dr. Mario nonstop for five hours. Again, a mom game. Date of arrest, May 4th, 1991, from Douglas Christiansen from Kamloops, mm. British Columbia. Would no, it's not a serial, it's a town. <laughs> All right, the next letter, Dad becomes <laughs> a video monster. Even this guy's making fun of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we got some fucked up names, okay? I'll cop to it, but at least we know that they're not just food. When we bought letters. Do you know there's a place in, do you know that there's a city in Newfoundland called Dildo? Yes, yes. The, the, the uh arrogant worms song is great. Ah, uh, finally an American knows the arrogant worms. Wait, <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yeah, you the one that sent me the file. And, and I'm glad you listened. I mean, told me where to purchase it. Legitimately, legally. of course. Legitimately. Uh let's see. Dad becomes video monster uh when we bought uh, Ted Ploth of Decatur, Illinois, by the way, says when we bought Legend of Zelda, we didn't realize we were creating a monster. My dad's addicted. <laughs> Playing at night on weekdays, the horror. 
he just couldn't stop. Some weekends he would stay up until four o'clock in the five o'clock in the morning trying to defeat Ganon. He would sleep for two hours, then finally go to work <laughs> at seven o'clock. Your dad has a problem. Uh, finally, yeah. four months later, dad beat Ganon at Death Mountain. Life settled down for a while, but last year we got Adventure of Link. Mistake. Normality was just a dream. That's actually very well seek. written. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah this seek Ted, help. Ted Cloth has a way with words. He knows yeah. how to. He knows how to encapsulate his grief with the written word. If he's not like a Hollywood, you know, script writer or a speech writer or something like that, I'll be shocked. <laughs> no, he's he's a uh, Starbucks poet blogger. <laughs> All right, Ben. You want- well, if his, if his if his dad's only. Uh- Sleeping two hours a night, he'll definitely have enough uh, childhood trauma to relive for his script writing. Like one of his main blogs is like, "Normality was just a dream." I used to read Nintendo Power Nintendo Power magazine, a chubby cracker on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Since you're a butt guy, you want to take the next letter? Yeah, the next letter is from Chad Butt. <laughs> it's written just like it sounds, and that is awesome. From uh, Saint Joseph, was this Mil- uh, Michigan? Michigan. Minnesota, uh, Michigan. Yeah. Mich- Michigan. Let's go. With what that. is it with you Americans and so many M states with vowels? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't name them. I mean, you know why Canada is better than you? Rather than getting confused, <laughs> we just made twelve spots to memorize. Just twelve names, and nobody cares about okay, any we, of them. Okay, we. Hey, they're freaking amazing. All right. <laughs> Okay, one of the, one of those is Quebec, though. So yeah, which is wow. basically France Junior, and you've got like no, nobody's perfect, but you know it's still pretty. Right. Whatever the hell Nova Scotia is, that sounds really boring. I mean, come uh, on. Nova Scotia means New Scotland, obviously. Where's your Nova Latin? Scotia sounds like a side dish. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that uh, steak medium with uh, Nova Scotia on the side. Actually, Thanks. actually, sounds more like a water repellent, but <laughs> Nova Scotchgard, get it? Wah, wah. No. So Chad Butt writes, right. My dad doesn't really play with our NES very much, but he has an unbelievable addiction to Game Boy Tetris. He has become very good at it, and if I want to play, I often have to wait for 20 minutes or more before I get a turn. Sometimes mom hides the Game Boy so he'll pay more attention to her. Maybe if she lost weight. Oh, wow. Savage. <laughs> I was going to say maybe if she give up the butt. But yeah, or maybe she put it on her butt, wearing nothing but the Game Boy. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, he should be able to do, uh, to get to Tetris and uh, you know. Yeah, she could just wear like a bra that's got like the A B buttons on them. <laughs> <laughs> and for the Rex Ryan fans out here, uh, we have two foot fetish videos or letters. I mean, so. she could have a nice thong that she could have a nice thong that says "Press Start to Play." You know, all I'm saying is that if you want your man to pay attention, try. I think if you're reading Nintendo Power, <laughs> that's what I if, call if you're giving pushing buttons. If you're giving your man any attention, that's more attention than most readers of this magazine get. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, but we don't know if she's she means like romantic attention or if she just wants him to listen to her talk. So, you know, maybe I can understand the Game Boy thing taking precedence. So at least that at least that changes every now and then. We have two foot video, two foot letters <laughs> here. We, we're not going to talk about the fact that there's two letters centered around feet. Well, they got good reasons. Okay, do you want to take the first one? Sure. Okay. Fantastic feats by playing power playing feet. My name is Jason Schatz. Boy, <laughs> that kid didn't get that kid didn't get made fun of. And I am thirteen. We got years butt old. and Schatz like right after each other. <laughs> Oh, imagine if they had a conjoined like name after a wedding. <laughs> no. 
Would it be Shat's butt or butt shat? You gotta go with butt shats. <laughs> butt shats. Hi, I'm Lisa Butt Shats. <laughs> and I fucking hate my parents. Uh. Last year, my name is Jason Shats, and I am 13 years old and hating my parents. Last year in February, I purchased my NES with my own money. It was one of the best things I ever did. To date, I have beaten 31 games, including all three Super Mario Brothers games, all three Mega Man games, Double Dragon 1 and 2, both Zeldas, Dragon Warrior, Final Fantasy, and many others. Last, last June, I had an accident which severed my thumb muscle. Oh. I couldn't use it all summer, but that didn't stop me from playing. Using the advantage and a wacky idea, I learned to play with my left hand on the joystick and my feet on the buttons. Not only did it work, but I beat Super Mario Brothers 3 with my feet. Now that my thumb is healed, beating games with my feet is just for show. Why couldn't you just <laughs> use, like, your non-thumb fingers? <laughs> yeah, you still, got, say, you still got four more digits, you <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Can't you use, like, your hand or something? Or anyway. a pipe wrench? I don't know. We got a picture say. of him in action. So, like, he's he's able to play, yeah, get his hand and his feet close together, so... Mm-hmm. You know, good for him. And that's Jason Schatz of Oxford, Maryland. M- Maryland, okay. <laughs> I was going to say Dr. Oxford. <laughs> Dr. <wrong>. Oxford. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a state. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, we have it one. Sounds like a nice like uh, TV show, you know? Oxford, MD, starring Jason Schatz. <laughs> Then we have one final letter from Christy Waymeyer. From and he ends up doing the surgery with his feet. <laughs> okay, now we're going to sever the aorta here for the transplant. Oh, fuck, dropped it. Well, yeah, because the scalpel wasn't made to go between your toes, you <laughs> dumbass. So, final, another foot, uh, foot letter from Christy Waymeyer from Peru, Indiana. Recently, my 15-year-old Scott was involved in a bad accident, which he suffered a severe injury to both his hands. During his stay at the hospital, he became terribly bored sitting and watching TV. So, one day, with his feet sticking out of his hospital bed, he said, I bet I could play the Nintendo with my toes if they would bring it in here. The nurse came back and rolled a portable Nintendo system into his room. Scott began playing with his toes. We were all amazed. He was released from the hospital, but still wore bandages at home. When Scott's friends came to visit, he challenged them to Nintendo... He beat them all. <clears throat> so I don't. I don't think I'm going to give him a fail trumpet because, given what he's been through, this kid. Yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to razz on him. That's gaming in the face nope. of adversity. So you know, hats from off to them. Peru. Respect. In, yeah, and that's from Mrs. Christy Waymeyer in Peru, Indiana. Yep. All right. We're learning the states I one just, abbreviation at a time. I just want to make sure there wasn't. Hey. I just want to make sure there wasn't like fifteen states that have an I and an N in them. <clears throat> no, it's just the M's. There's a lot of M's. So, all right. Well, there's I L. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got F zero. Bam. What does the F stand? What does the F stand for? Fantastic. F- future. <laughs> okay. It probably is future. Why? I don't know. Um, yeah, it is the seminal racer for the Super Nintendo, and uh, it's set on a futuristic track. It uses the quote-unquote famous, I believe, Mode 7 chip um, for the 3D effect of driving, uh, and sort of seeing it in 3D. Which it, and, which it um, uses magnificently. Yeah. It's got great sound, it's got uh, great play control, 
graphics are amazing. It's fun, challenging. It's a great game. Um, and they have uh, plenty of character in it. So I'm kind of kind of skip ahead here in the article. You can uh, I'm looking at choose it. as... <laughs> oh, I was just looking at the Super Nintendo controller they have here. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit misleading. It doesn't show the cable on it, so... It, it, <clears throat> it already has you hungry for a wireless controller. <laughs> yeah, it just has a nub where the uh, <laughs> the cord needs to go. Um, so the the uh, people the drivers you can play as include uh, Captain Falcon, which you may or may not know from the Super Smash Brothers games. Um, so he's got a nice blue blue vehicle there. They have Doctor Stewart. And it says, the good doctor from Mute City comes from a long line of racing pilots. And he has, what are those scarves called? Like Fred from scooby Yeah, he's got an ascot on. <laughs> so he's got a big old yellow uh, and, vehicle. And it's just a coincidence that it's hanging from his neck looking like, looking like a dong. Yeah. And it says, since the Golden Fox is the lightest machine in the circuit, is also the quickest to accelerate. And then we have uh, Pico, which looks like... Uh, Piccolo <laughs> from uh, Dragon Ball Z, and but it's he, not. It's Pico. Yeah, he looks more like the uh, the Cybermen from uh, Dragon Ball Z, which were the uh, the little plant life forms that uh, Vegeta and Nappa planted nerd. when they first fought the Z Warriors. <coughs> Sorry, nerd. What? <clears throat> so he drives a green vehicle <laughs> that is called the Wild Goose. The armored shell of the Wild Goose lets it take a lot of hits without losing much energy. So that's strength, I guess. And then we have at the bottom is the big fat uh, Asian dude called Samurai Goro. And he's got a big old uh, pink or red vehicle called the Fire Stingray. Which is the one that while everyone that does is, speed runs plays with, the uh, Fire Stingray. <laughs> yeah, while this machine is slow to accelerate corners well and has the highest maximum speed. That right there is the key why this is for more advanced players, um, but is why uh, it's... The best is because it has the highest maximum speed. Um, I I played a fair bit of this game. I don't. I mean, like, I don't remember any of the maps like by heart or anything like that. Like, it's not a. It unfortunately is not really a game that has a ton of like retro replay. Is is sort of what I would mm-hmm. say. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's. Cr- I mean, it's a Nintendo game. Uh, it was a, it what it is a release title technically, right? Yep, it was a launch title. Yes, so launch title. Um, but you know, as, as is the case with pretty much all Nintendo games, the polish was just so high on it. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's still pretty crisp. Um, and you're, and you're right, Ben, like the rotational stuff it does with like when you go in the pits, like it sort of, you know, 3d, you know, vector rotates around the craft and things like that. And there's like the, Mm -hmm. the ways that the jumps work and everything. It just had a whole new feel that games hadn't really had at that point. Um, and the game very is very high speed yeah, too, the game which is, is so unusual. Fast, like it's it, it was it, very hard. Uh, interesting trivia: it was one of the it was one of the only two launch titles in Japan. Huh. Hmm. Japan Japanese launch got November twenty first, nineteen ninety. They got F Zero and Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. While we in America, we had to wait a while, but our patience was rewarded with F Zero, Gradius Three, Pilot Wings, Sim City. And Super Mario World. <laughs> so three games worth playing, if or maybe two and a half, depending on how you feel about Pilot Wings. But yes, actually, you know what? No, that's not fair. Gradius is pretty good too. 
So yeah, SimCity was the bomb. I mean, that was my introduction yeah. to a simulation and city but planning. But the PC the PC version is so much better. <laughs> like I don't know, uh, but I guess if you didn't have a computer, if you didn't have a computer that could run it, like sure. Fine. Did the PC yeah. version have Bowser trampling the city? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, it's a pretty de- it's a pretty decent port. I would say yeah. it's not just a port. If they did a whole bunch to it. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. So they have a number of uh, tracks that have. Uh, really kind of futuristic and cool names like Mute City or Silence mm-hmm. um, or Deathwind. You know, have sort of these awesome <laughs> names to these things. Sounds like me on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how many tracks. It looks like there's, what, four or five tracks, five tracks per um, cup. And there are three cups. So 15 tracks overall. Yeah, and some like. some of these are really really hard. I think so, I mm-hmm. think let's see Mute City is are, are some of these like, you know, just backwards. Red Canyon, Red Canyon 2 has a shit ton of sharp turns and zigzags. It's 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 fierce. No, it didn't pull the the Mario Kart trick where like some of the tracks were just the same but in reverse because <laughs> they didn't they really, you know, but <laughs> oh, Mario Kart was great. Uh was it the one that had the uh where you could go off track? And like fall onto a uh, a lower track, or was that later iterations? I think that of was Kart? like the you're thinking of sixty four mm-hmm. version. We'll we'll get they'll get to the Super Nintendo version, so um, for sure. But yeah, um, uh, but there's a there's a nice uh, gameplay um, mechanic here where you can bash other other racers and get bashed, and it has like a effect on like the health of your vehicle. I, I think you can blow up from what I remember. You can and, and um, right. There are, if you hit the sides, for example, you get damage from hitting the sides as well as slow down. So it's in your best interest not to be, you know, bumper carring it off of the edges. And there are these areas um, in each track that you can sort of pull off to the side and recharge your shields. Right. And um, this like pit, airplane pit, or pit zone is what they call down. it. Yeah. They call it pit zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes over and recharges your shields and all that. But you have to be in it for a certain amount of time for that thing shows up. Yeah, if you're using and it, you're pretty much lost the race, is what I remember from. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you, I mean, and um, you know, if you're going really fast, you're not going to get that much time for it, anyways. Right. So. So. Um, you, but yeah, like like Ben was saying, the speed of this game just like it really it's worth you 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 need to go pop it in. You know, if you if you have the cartridge, pop the cartridge in, or you know, try it on an emulator. It's definitely mm. definitely worth the play. It's 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 not a super replayable game, but if you haven't played it, you should check it out. Is sort of what I would say about it. Yeah, I don't think it has the. For me, it didn't have the replayability that a Super Mario Kart did. Because no. um, it's just not. It's not a ton to the game. There's only four four racers at a time, for example, you know, and once you get through the 15 tracks, it's kind of it, you know. Yeah, they there's not like a battle mode or the, like Yeah, that. and that's I think that's the big thing. Like, yes, the racing's fine and it's definitely like a precursor to like the wipeout kind of, you know, speed mm-hmm. racing, you know, just in in your face um racing genre, but um, you know, what what we get with Mario Kart is they just fully embraced like I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember playing through Mario Kart the the sto- like the cut mode all that much. But I, how many times have you you know had your friends over and popped it in and played battle mode against each other? You know, hundreds <laughs> at least. So, yeah, yeah, Ben, you're exactly right. Um, like mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't have the multiplayer sort of figured out at this point, and that's going to come later in the system, obviously. So, 
Anything else we want to say about F-Zero? Nope. Okay. Okay, Mike, so next up we've got uh, the Nestor comic. Yep. Uh, This one is Nestor's Adventures talking about Star Wars, where he's hanging out with his buddy who looks really Jewish. Dude. Look, just look at his... He's got, like, the curly hair, the big nose. It's... And, uh... I I don't. Uh, he's, a, he's a Jew. So. <laughs> yeah. So he says he's going. Boo! For- <laughs> That's what I have to say about that one. Boo! All right. He's going. For, he says he's going for the world record in this contest. Fifty-two pounds of candy in an hour. Good luck, suckers. And this other kid dressed up like R two D two says, "Like I don't know if my bag's big enough." And then Nestor's there dressed up as Luke Skywalker saying, yeah, Mike, you don't stand a chance unless you get to count your fat head. <laughs> See, so I, guess ne- like- I guess Nestor's an anti-Semite then, by your logic. <laughs> All right. No, he hates, he hates him for legitimate reasons, not the anti-Semitic ones. No, oh, so just you. Okay. <laughs> this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Goldstein's Bagels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goldsteins, come try our locks. <laughs> uh, so they're walking through the neighborhood. Everyone's dressed as Star Wars characters. And uh, the little kid, R- little R2-D2 says, isn't it weird how everyone's dressed up like Star Wars characters? And Nestor says, <laughs> last year everyone dressed up as Madonna. That was scary. <laughs> that would be. And then they reach a, 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 a door and... Do they, Wait, do, who answers it? Do you guys Luke have Skywalker? Do you guys have Halloween in you mean Canada? Darth Vader? Oh, you mean Candy Day? Yeah. Okay. Candy Is that really what you call it? No, no, no. We call it October thirty-first. Oh. Do you seriously <laughs> not call it Halloween? <laughs> no, we do call it Halloween, but it's there a, is. Uh, did you see the movie Gooby? No, because it's probably boring and from Canada. Is that like Goonies, but not? No, no, no. It's Gooby, and it was like like a Canadian. What like is that like Gumby? Mo- no, Gooby. Goober? Gooby. Look Booger. it up. It's about this kid whose teddy bear comes to life, becomes like it's this like life-size. Yeah, except he's big. Ah. Child's play. <laughs> and they keep talking about how like there's this big event coming, and they're just like, but it's almost October 31st. And so it was reviewed on the How Did It Get How Did This Get Made podcast. And they had a Canadian comic on the show, and they're just like, why the fuck isn't anyone calling Halloween? And he goes, you mean October 31st day? Ha. Huh. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to see a shitty movie that completely misrepresents Canada, especially especially regarding Halloween, check out Gooby. Or if you want to see any okay. movie that you know misrepresents Canada, just see any Canadian movie. Dude, watch the Leprechaun movie uh, in the hood. Leprechaun in the hood. That's a good Halloween movie. Yep, so Vader answers the door and he goes, Open yourself to the dark side, Luke. And then Nestor says, The only thing I'm opening is my bag. You should know something. You should do something about that asthma. (laughs) And then they see a bunch of sand people, which is not racist, or Tuscan Raiders. (laughs) Just you. Just, just Mike. Yeah. Hey, someone has to supply the racism here. Okay, you guys aren't, so I have to, I have to make up for it. So then he goes, "Great earmuffs, princess. Does Han Solo live here?" And little Princess Leia says, "Either him or Mister Goodbar. Hope you have a huge sack." Yeah, he does. Hi yo. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for John to chime in. 
Get ready to empty it. <laughs> mm, yeah. And here's something weird. We got Nestor being surrounded by two Boba Fetts. That look like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. He says, if we wait in line, there won't be anything left by the time we get there, and Mike will beat us for sure. Look out, Nestor. End of the line, puke Skywalker. <laughs> get used to it. Burn. You have not seen the end of me. And then Stu, uh, the little R2-D2 guy's apparently gone retarded, because now he's got crossed eyes and his tongue's hanging out. And no, he went, He's gone full retard. He went full, he <laughs> went full Trump. There we go. Yeah. What I need is a diversion to get inside. I think I can jump over those guys if I get some heightened running room. Can you do it, Stu? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> and then he like he's like, help, I'm stuck in this tin can and I can't get out. That was a really good um, R2-D2, by the way, <laughs> like for a brief second. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> All right. And then <laughs> then it shows Nestor apparently jumping over, I guess, like the, the flatbed of two trucks, because I don't know where these platforms are coming from. Yeah. But he gets a running start and he jumps over Boba Fett. And uh, and a pink elephant and Ewoks. I guess I know, well, which is stupid because the elephant in Jedi was blue. <laughs> <laughs> Get your facts right. So then we got Han Solo, who looks like Howard without the bow tie, and says, "Sorry, kid, we're giving away dental floss to the first one hundred trick or treaters. You want waxed or unwaxed?" <laughs> That's what I ask about my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> So then the little R2-D2 says, I don't think this is going to work, Nestor. I'm going to set the world's record if it's the last thing I do. And then uh, then it shows the kid on the scale, and he's inside the bag. And Nestor's saying, 75 pounds, the biggest can of stew in the world. Because apparently we're supposed to know by now that this kid in his first appearance is named Stu. <laughs> and uh, and the little jew saying, hey, that's cheating. Only food counts. Yep. So... Uh, <sighs> This has nothing to do with game tips. Like, no. I, I don't know what to it's think about It's just a Halloween, this. because October is just a Halloween strip. So Yeah, it's it's meh. Yep. They got to use Star Wars licensed characters, at least, instead of generic uh, space Ducks. Uh, people. <laughs> yeah, I have no <laughs> yeah. idea if they cleared this with anyone. This probably just flew under Lucas's radar, would be my guess, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows. So, classified. Uh, so, next up, we got class information. Mm. They've got a stage select for Vice Project Doom and Abadox. And then I've never heard of this game Over Horizon. You can change your character, apparently. And uh, Zombie Nation has made it back where we got the uh, <laughs> the floating samurai head. Yes. <laughs> and apparently if you go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, you can re-energize your floating head. So, uh, yeah, it was a Konami game and it got released. <laughs> so, yeah. The biggest one is the uh, the tips in Super Mario World. Yes, yeah, so they have tips like before the game comes out. So this is you know pretty uh, pretty big, I would say. Oh yeah, and they're good ones too, like the cape maneuver mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, always guarantee that you get all the uh, the, one the up. O's in a row for the one ups mm-hmm. in the bonanza. And they show so you, you where the, the secret um, exit to um, the donut the, ghost the sec- house is, and the secret zone in the uh, the second world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Yoshi boost, <laughs> and we get to see Yoshi get abandoned by Mario. <laughs> but at least, <laughs> at least it's a, a tearful farewell and not a gravity-induced betrayal. <laughs> so next up, we've got Star Trek. 
The Final Frontier from Ultra Games, which I believe is uh, Konami, actually. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, Under a different label. The, uh, the power meter se- mm-hmm. seems to be pretty good here. And they're showing that they actually put some effort into this game with a with two by two memory chips and a uh, number three memory controller. Yeah, I went and mm-hmm. I watched a review of this. I didn't really feel like playing it. <laughs> but so, how does this play exactly? Um, so you, um, there's like you're either on the bridge or you're on away missions. Um, it plays out like an episode of the original series. So you've got. Um, everything's like from your perspective. Like uh, when you're on a way mission, you go down as Kirk, and then when you're on the bridge, like everything is from um, Kirk's point of view. Um, so the the crew has Sulu, Mr. Scott, Doctor McCoy, Mr. Chekhov, uh, Mr. Spock, and uh, Lieutenant Uhuru. <laughs> Sorry, probably butchering that. Um, yeah, they fucked up, wasn't it, Uhura? Yeah. Yeah. And um, this was twice in a row. They really thought her name was Uhuru. <laughs> so you, now I'm like questioning myself: Is that the real spelling? You just say it with an A? No, it's Uhura. <laughs> These people okay. messed up terribly. Yeah, it is Uhura. Yeah. So and I'm the racist. It's, it's got the uh, you know the classic um, uh, orange for every single uh, character uh, portrait, background, skin, shading. Yep. Just different Save. shades of orange. Red alert. Surprisingly red instead of orange. So, <laughs> so you, anyway, you go, you fly around and I guess there's, there's space battles where you have to like shoot your phasers and uh, photon torpedoes at like, uh, I guess Romulan ships, I think is your, your main enemy here. Um, and then you go to the different planets and you're supposed to like... I guess the the plot is like they're on the way to investigate something and like they get pulled out of hyperspace or whatever it's called in Star Trek and um, they're low on like dilithium crystals so you have to find a way to like get enough energy to um, get the Enterprise like back home and it, it you, sorry I'm, I'm I'm looking at something here where it says like beam up the dilithium and we see like warp to Lathgos and uh, Spock is like creeping up on Kirk. But he's saying something that looks to be like an IP address. <laughs> about, it's like odd. He's saying ab- ab- about 193, 191 million. It does look like an IP address, though. You're right, because the commas. <laughs> but he's saying uh, what your odds are. Uh, so never tell me the odds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's Ro- Romulans are the enemies here. Um, uh, the review I watched said um, the hard part of the- Captain. You know what they say, there's nothing like 1.1.1.127. No place like home. Um, yep. There's a. We, so, we look at the Romulan here, and he's gray. He looks like a fucking vampire. Um, you, there's really not a lot of guidance. You kind of have to explore every, you know, area that you go down t- to. Um, if your team member goes down, they get like instantly beamed up to the ship, and you have to like go try it again, I guess, or something. If your team member goes down, you have a cigarette. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done trying to help. All right. So, uh, the reaction that the reviewer had was that the game was actually very good. Do you want me to? I mean, do you want me to talk or not? I, I don't, Keep going. Okay. Um, the game's very good for a Nintendo game. Um, it just like came out 
after the Super Nintendo was released, so it just kind of got lost in the wash, unfortunately, of the or the wake, so to speak, of the the Super Nintendo release. Um, so unfortunate because it's actually, if you're a Star Trek fan, um, especially the original series, I'd say go give this a play. It's it's a little bit of a frustrating game. It's a little weird, but it does. It, you know, the artwork and the music and everything stays very true to the original series, so um, you probably have a little bit of fun with this, I would say. Like, it's probably a little bit of a lost lost gem. Um, if So, I would tentatively say if you're a big Star Trek you know, fan, uh, give it a try because it's it's worth a playthrough. But And if you're a big fan of Orange, <laughs> then you're There's... definitely going to love talking to people on the bridge because you have an orange background, an orange portrait, orange font. Well, yes, we're, uh, we're well aware. There are some good uh, it's an orange gas. It's an orange gasm over here. Sorry, the I one didn't... with the Spock's odds is in is in good color, except for like, you know, yeah. Spock blends I, into I the guess, background. I guess Spock being a Vulcan, he talks in gray because <laughs> everyone else is talking orange on it the bridge. Pu- it definitely dirty. pushes what the NES can do. Like it's It's a very yeah. good looking NES game. Um, As I say, the 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 cutscenes are kind of forgivable when you look at the actual screenshots from the gameplay itself. Each character is well defined, has great features and color, um, and it's kind of got that semi uh, you know three D look to where you have some dimension, mm-hmm. kind of like a Double Dragon game. And you can tell um, like what your team members are like. It's they're not just generic. Like yeah. you can. It, they did a really good job. It just, I think that whatever, I don't know if there's like, there's a full story here, whether like the development took longer than they thought or something, because it just, um, it came out in early 92. So, <laughs> so yeah, know. this should have been, so, this should have been bumped up a bit for the Super Nintendo because it looks like it had the makings of a good game. Well, they'd have to so redo is this it. kind of like a, is this kind of like an action RPG then? Um, I wouldn't go that think, far. I don't think he collected power-ups or uh, experience points. I think it's more well, just... I mean, is it like an action game, yes. or is it more just like... Yeah, mixed okay, in so with... you are going around, like, shooting things. Yeah, mixed... And, it, well, because the action part is the away team parts um, when you're on the planet surfaces, and then there's, like, flying around in the Enterprise, like, space battles mixed in as, as well, so... Okay. I mean, it's pretty true to, like, what the original, like, TV series was. I, I mean, that's why I'm saying, like... Obviously, if you're not into Star Trek, leave it, like I would pass. But you know, if if Star Trek's in your 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 jam, like definitely, uh, I would say you know give it a give it a run. Yeah, it seems to have gotten hosed on the uh, on the power meter review because you know the graphics and sound only getting a three point four. Well, I think they got that robbed. There's some parts of it that are a little bit like like the stuff that's good is really good. The stuff that's bad is kind of, eh. and then the play control from the video they they said like. You'll walk somewhere and your away team will get like caught on an edge of something and like you have to go walk back <laughs> around. It's like really annoying. So, oh, well, that's a play control thing, not a uh, graphics issue. Right, but there's yeah, a rating they for have play the, control. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> did like they um, have the original music? Yeah, this was fully licensed. Oh, said, nice. Yeah, this was like this was legit. This wasn't like they weren't fucking around <laughs> with this game. So, oh yeah, pa- they- even on page twenty eight it says. No episode of Star Trek would be complete without a beautiful green alien woman. Yeah, she actually is in the... the Yeah, she's in there. Mm -hmm. So you can charm her and she'll hand you a remote control. (laughs) For something. (laughs) (laughs) You know this remote doesn't seem to activate anything, but it's shaking a lot in my (laughs) hand. (laughs) Gee, Kirk, I wonder what we could do with that. Hmm. Anyways. So there's a card game, too. Here, Fizzbin's the game. 
Yeah. So there's a there's like I don't know if you actually game. play the cards so much as like Bones plays the cards for you. Uh, the uh, the yeah. game for you. Uh, didn't they use latinum as the currency? Nerd. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know. The next game is a baseball game. Uh, Roger Clemens MVP Baseball. And it talks to you about how to play baseball again, which is great. Um, it says Major League Graphics with a twist. I don't know what the twist is because it's all baseball. Uh, <laughs> did you get anything for this one, John? Um, it looks really boring and it's not licensed, so fuck it. <laughs> and Roger Clemens is an <laughs> asshole, so I just kind of... Very good. Yeah, I kind of skipped It's only over two pages long. Yep. So, good. That gets us gave, to the counselor's corner. If you're gonna play, oh, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play baseball on the Nintendo, just go play Bases Loaded. <laughs> Let's talk about the the developer of this game. It's LJN. Oh, so yeah. Skip. Yep. Counselor's corner. And right at the bat, I've got a question about how to find Princess Leia in the Star Wars game. And uh, my suggestion for that would be to not play the game at all <laughs> um, because it is garbage. So there you go. There you go. Ben's counselor's <laughs> corner. All right. You got a picture of Luke Skywalker pulling a gun on R2-D2. Maniac Mansion. Why don't the media police show up after I call them? I don't know. Maybe because you didn't mention enough minorities? <laughs> <laughs> Playing with racism with Mike. All right. You know, Dr. Fred's uh, abducting people, and he seems to be having an afro and listening to some music that's heavy on the bass. Why? We'll be right there. Why, right there. why won't Weird Ed help me get rid of the purple tentacle? We all know why. Because <laughs> he's not done shoving it up your butt. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's the joke I wanted. All right. So we're on to the game council profiles. Oh, man. What the fuck happened to this camera? These people look like they were drawn by a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, a little bit over, a little bit overexposed for some reason on the print as well. So first up, we've got uh, a guy wearing what appears to be a Scrubs outfit. Uh, <laughs> just came straight from the ER, Mike Jumper. And uh, his best accomplishment is too many to mention. So uh, he's a uh, the humble brag there. Um, <laughs> we're just straight bragging. And his hobbies are playing NES bowling and weightlifting. And his favorite game is Final Fantasy. Do you think his nickname is Cables? <laughs> jumper cables. All right. Anyway, I got nothing. The cable guy, Mike. The cable guy, jumper. No, no, my, jumper cables. Yes, I got yeah, it. All right. Okay. All right. Or just ledge. <laughs> ledge jumper. <laughs> all right. No, that's no. His oh. his nickname is Bass, but but that's all, but that's because of his drug habit. Sorry, Ben. His middle name is Cliff. Cliff jumper. All right. <laughs> or bridge, whichever way you want to take it. All right, so All right, the next then, person is Matt, straight out of Connecticut, Lacombe. Uh, it's straight out of Combi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt uh, became a counselor in May of 1990. His hobbies include uh, playing in the drum corps and playing jazz, so he's a musician. Uh, his Gay! Okay. <laughs> best, his best accomplishment was he uh, finished... Contra five times with one man. That's like, like, why would you play a game five times in a row? Like, ugh. And his favorite game is Little Nemo, so he's probably a serial killer uh, <laughs> at this point. Uh, and then um, 
Mike, you want to take the next? Uh, we got Linda Molinari, who enjoys horseback riding, yes, hiking, voke sporting. What the fuck is that? And fishing. John, you're the sports guy. What is voke sporting? I don't know. When you, when you play sports from your Volkswagen? Hmm. I play some sports in her Volkswagen, if you know what I mean. You know, with her haircut, she kind of looks like a Goomba. All right, Volks, I think it's just Volks that sporting? early 90s uh, bol- sort of What is Volksporting? Well, Volk is German for people, so I guess she's a human hunter. The mm. most dangerous game. Does she ride humans? <laughs> okay, so Volksporting started in Germany and simply defined is a personal fitness, sports, and recreation program involving non-competitive walks, hikes, bike rides, swims, and in some regions, cross-country skiing. So, so it's she's basically mod- just people going... <laughs> she's, it's she's mildly active. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically old German people hanging out in nature. <laughs> yeah, old German people getting out of the house. That's Sounds it. like an excuse to go have a beer now. Oh, God. <laughs> somewhere. So. If oh, it's yeah, German, folks sporting. Yeah, if it's German, then you automatically get some lager. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, then we, and then the final, uh, I'll, I'll let you introduce him, but he, this guy is definitely hanging out with the. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's yeah, we're not, Linda we're not here. Done. Oh, sorry. We're not done with Linda here. Her sorry. highest score is Indiana Jones, the Temple of Dune, 999999. I'm guessing that's the max out version of it. And her favorite NES game is Destiny of an Emperor, <laughs> which is very similar to Nobunaga's Ambition. And so, wow, so she's all about numbers. The next guy. So, Mike, why don't you take the next well, one? Well, I just want to say one thing about him. He, like, he's definitely on that roadie crew with the guy from last month, like from the Leonard Skinner, like <laughs> roadie. Greg, <laughs> Greg Roth oh, came straight off of the roadie bus out of the uh, trailer. <laughs> he's a stoner. And uh, he admitted his hobbies are playing NES games and eating pizza. He's a chill dude. Yeah. You and know his what? His favorite game is Batman. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone that enjoys that lists eating pizza as a hobby, you're good in my book. So, yeah, you're you're our people. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Then we have a bunch of tips for the uninvited, which I don't remember. Looks- that was the uh, Deja Vu haunted house one that we saw like a small blurb on. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a Shadowgate. Okay. You know, it's definitely, Pick, it's definitely use a tech, drop pull text based game that nobody wants to yes. play. Pull, pull, pull. Grab Kleenex. <laughs> Fashion noose. Hang self. <laughs> Burn game. All right. Um, then we have some Crystallis tips, which nobody cares about that either. So. I thought you said Crystallis was good. It was, it was not horrible, but not really engaging. What a ringing endorsement. Okay, next on to Metroid, which, of course, we've never talked about before in the show. <laughs> I, I think they actually I think they I really do think that they're basically trying to fill uh, until the super I think they're they're kind of they've got a glut here of, or a, a, a drought of games so they just went back and I think they're well if you remember the advertisement from the last couple issues has been the triple play advertisement where they're advertising the NES they're advertising the Game Boy and the Super NES so they're well, making a big push for the Christmas season basically saying hey, we've got your needs. So if you don't have anything and you want to save some money, buy an NES. If you want brand new hot shit, we've got the Super NES. Or if you want something on the go, we've got the Game Boy. 
So I think they're that's why they're featuring, you know, new any new Super NES ones, and here's a classic. Well, know, is this coverage is this coverage better than the coverage that you got the first time around? Well, they yeah, didn't they didn't give much coverage at all. They, uh, if I remember, we got like a map of the whole game, but it was all on like two thirds of a page, so you'd have needed a fucking magnifying lens to right. Was it to see was everything? Metroid, they only featured it excellent. in fun, the fun. Club. Yeah, I was about to we say it was, a, it, it was a fun club. Power. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. this is legit. I mean, I guess they're trying to make up for not having a great. Yeah. Plus, yeah. So this is way better than we had the fun club for anyone sure. Anyone who didn't have Metroid to begin with, like who got in on the Nintendo for other games. They're just reminding you this game exists as well as getting you all excited for the sequel coming out on Game Boys. So, you know, either reminisce or, you know, get get up on this. Well, and they have so that when you play it on the Game Boy, you'll so be fully up to speed. They break down everything here. They tell you how to get the best ending, you know, where she takes mm-hmm. off her suit. Yeah. So, yep. Finish in two hours. <laughs> I, don't worry if I'm with Samus. Uh, I'm going to finish in less than two hours. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's just see if we can break two minutes and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Like two right. hours. If I'm drunk, you, I last forever. I hope forever. you have enough lube to keep going yeah. with the screw attack. Hours? How do you <laughs> keep from chafing? <laughs> right. Um, so do you want to talk about Metroid? What do we want to do here? Let's talk about the uh, enemies here. Oh, yeah, the, weird the, names. Artwork, the artwork on Ridley is fucking horrible. <laughs> On where are you looking, Ridley? Uh, yeah, 40, 42, 42. Page forty-two. Oh, I'm looking back at uh, forty-one where they have the little enemy guys. They've got things called like Scree, Squeeped, Gamut, Ripper, <laughs> and then they have something called like Fire Dragon. They got Charmander. So else is named weird, and they have straight up Fire Dragon. Charizard. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, they've got uh, Ridley as the first boss, and the artwork is horrible. Why is it horrible? Well, we know what Ridley looks like. He looks like a big purple pterodactyl. And then we look at this thing. We don't even know where his eyes are. It looks like he's wearing like three sets of visors from like 80 sci-fi movies. <laughs> so we have no idea where his friggin' eyes are. I think he looks all and right. I, I think he looks fine. And it could be better. And then uh, second boss is Kraid. Who surprising, which is, uh, surprisingly looks like the sprite in the game. Yeah. Although... They, uh, he seems to have changed a bit. I remember him, like, I just remember fighting the mini crate in Super Metroid, and it looked, I thought it was supposed to look like this, but it kind of doesn't. Has yeah. uh, either one of these bosses uh, been carried forward uh, Ridley. in any newer games? Ridley's, Ridley's in almost every single one of them. Crade okay. was in uh, Super Metroid. He was mm-hmm. extremely misleading because the first time you fight him, he looks just like this. And you think, wow, back to Kraid and beat him. And then all of a sudden, then you see big, fat-ass Mama Kraid, which is like three screens high. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it, like, like just the sense of scale in that game was fucking mm-hmm. perfect. And I think we've mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll mention it for our viewers that didn't listen to earlier episodes. Um, so there's a key mechanic in Metroid where when you jump up really high or uh, you get a power up at a certain point, you can turn Samus into a ball, essentially. Um, so the reason for that is when the developers were creating the game, it was easier for them to animate a ball sprite animation. <laughs> and uh, instead of... Um, 
trying to an animate uh, Samus crawling on the ground. Um, and it was so they sort of inadvertently came up with this whole game mechanic. The morph of, ball. Uh, the morph ball, right. And that's how it came to be. And that has been carried on in, in every single Metroid game since then. Wasn't it called the Maru Mari in this game? I think so. I think you're right. And that was dropped pretty quickly because... Oh, in here it's uh, <laughs> called the round ball mm -hmm. in the power-up, but I think it was called the Maru Mari. I think you're right. They tell you the uh, Justin Bailey is the top half of a code that lets you begin with full missiles and six tanks. Does that so, mean it's only part of a code? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Why would they only I, give you half a code, the sons of bitches? Maybe you just leave the rest empty is what I'm looking looking at, because they filled out the rest of it as blanks, I think. Unless they're really just being shitbags and being like, hey, let's give them the password. Hey, how about we only mm -hmm. give them half the password? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have got art here and they show you about mother brain um so yeah again done so again very misleading and perfectly done in the super metroid game did you guys uh play metroid nope only play up? only played super metroid i had metroid uh that was one of the one of the first games i had uh and it is uh hard very difficult there's lots of spots in the game where there's hidden places that you don't know unless you've just tried bombing the shit out of everything, essentially, or just tried walking through everything. Um, it is, I think it's very difficult. It's a lot of exploration, no um, help, like nothing telling you, hey, go down here for this or go up here for this. It's just kind of an open world where you get to, exp you get slash have to explore and some of the areas, or if you're not ready for them, um, will destroy you. So you really have to have played it through a number of times to get used to it, or you had to play with power so and uh, learn the right order to take on different areas and all that. That Justin Bailey code, mm -hmm. she plays without her suit on. If you enter that, it's just got her arm yeah. cannon and the leotard, and like it. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize. So yeah, apparently like. They had to take it out of later editions or something because of um, they weren't big on why. Well, it's like removing right, clothing. That. Well, yeah, but you can have that uh, when it, when just, she shows it in the credits. She's just got like that purple unitard mm -hmm. thing, like uh, you know, typical eighties sci-fi heavy metal future babe thing. Yeah, I don't think they took it out. Um, I'm reading here on the wiki that says it was. Or well, she's not on naked. Page Really? That's weird. Oh Page wait, no. 39. It says it says due to removal of passwords, uh, suitless Samus uh, was no longer a bonus feature. Okay. Mm. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Oh, okay. Because they changed it now to have just like save game. Yeah. So. Type features, so mm -hmm. you can't play it as it anymore. That's kind of sucks. They changed the design of uh, of Samus later on. I'm not sure when. Uh, may have been on the Game Boy Advance game to be blonde and have a blue suit, blue, like, full body suit, rather than green hair with the pink, uh, you know, one-piece swimsuit type of thing. What is she like in the uh, Super Metroid game? Uh, I think she's got uh, brown hair. If you get the, uh, and she's got, like, a, uh, she's got, like, a, a gun with a cape no, the one I played. Yeah, it didn't happen in the uh, 
in the Super Nintendo, but I did play the modified version that just had the sprite done, so she was mm -hmm. out of that suit. Mm. It was called the Justin Bailey Mod Patch, and mm. you just get to play Samus in like the pink unitard with brown hair, and she's got a gun with like a cable leading to a backpack. Hmm. So she looks like the original NES, but, you know, upgraded to Super Nintendo level, hmm. which was uh, pretty awesome. That's cool. It, 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 uh, it added to the experience. <laughs> All right. So I've got nothing less on Metroid. Should we move on to Shatterhand? Yep. I love the uh, the cover here. The guy looks like Cassidy from uh, Preacher. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, that show. Yeah. Cassidy is like the uh, the Irish vampire. So, and he looks just like this. So, check out that show. It's based on a comic, which I read the whole thing. It's, uh, it's pretty trippy and amazing and fantastic. So, I've got big hopes for the series. So, I've got a note here from the guy from Shatterhand. So, it's beyond the looking like some other dude. He's wearing uh, some sunglasses. And you can tell from his fist that he's got some sort of robotic fist. And... Um, so his letter to you is, Hi, my name is Steve Herman, and I need your help. It's the year 2031, and a group of renegade military scientists led by General Gus Grover has banded together using new cybernetic technology to create an army of cyborg soldiers. Their goal, to take over the world. We named this revolutionary group the Metal Command and formed the Law and Order Regulatory Division, or LORD, to combat them. I used to be a police officer in the Bronx. Ambushed one day, one day by a pair of Metal Command cyborgs, I had my hands crushed before I could escape. Lord approached me, offered to replace my hands if I joined them. I agreed, and they gave me a pair of cybernetic super hands, capable of shattering metal on impact. I am now known as Shatterhand, and my mission is to crush the rebellion by new metal busting hands. Help me storm through General Grover's cyborg defenses and take him down. Um... So this game's awesome, by the way. <laughs> I'll just say that much. Because the whole playing thing dynamic is just everything you can like it's like basically uh red faction, but like mm -hmm. NES. You can just punch I mean like, you can't punch the environments like except for like doors and stuff like that, but like if someone's shooting at you, you can punch the bullets. Like if it, you know, basically just punch <laughs> just punch everything because like that like he doesn't need you know, weapons or so anything. So first we had Kickmaster, now we've got Punchmaster. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently this is definitely the better uh, of the platforming, uh, you know, uh, weaponized limbs. Um, I, I just knew that this was going to be John's game when we looked at the power-ups and it says, like, fist power-up. This station doubles the power of your fist for some serious penetrating punching. <laughs> so... And, and, and of course the next one says, open boxes with care. So that yeah, Naturally. and the the reason they're saying open them with care is because you want to open you want to get them in the right sequence. Um, there's there's they list what is that eight sequences that you can do and it, it, and what you get from the different you know B's and A's. Um, and so when you when you fill out when you fill out like all the the sequence, it like gives you a robot that like floats around you and like helps you battle. Uh, I thought John I thought John was just going to explain why all these boxes are white. <laughs> all right i'm done helping <laughs> oh man don't no. be like that you guys are on your own <laughs> i didn't say anything i just left at his terrible joke <laughs> oh uh -oh. mike you've gone too far i'm, I'm hurt, hurt. <laughs> 
Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, apparently, definitely. I know this has kind of been a running theme the last few issues of games that came out just so late in the cycle for the NES. Like, if this had come out in '89, like it would probably be a classic <laughs> um, that like a lot of people would end up playing. But mm-hmm. um, oh, would have got a Super Nintendo sequel. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, all this really good work because apparently like i've i've seen a lot of people list like this is one of the better better games on the nes like it just came out hmm. so late in the in the run that it just never yeah. really got any notoriety so um definitely worth a, a playthrough um from what i understand so so you can get it looks like you can get friends uh certain points or other robots to help you so yeah so i was trying to explain like the sequence of the power-ups like depending on what you do, the different, um, the different, yeah, like a robot, like so. B A B is a yo-yo bot that fires spinning or like, um, A A B. Who plays is, the Who plays the cello? <laughs> yo-yo bot. Um, and there's like sword bot. There's grenade bot. There's, you know, all kind of Rico bot. I mean, so I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the so he files a class action lawsuit against you for criminal activity. The um, the reviewer that I watched for this said like that you had to do AAA or BBB. I didn't realize that like different sequences different, did different things. So, but basically you get this little robot that like helps you out. Um, and there's also uh, fist power ups too that you can get that. Um, give your- oh, I see. So that's the whole on page forty seven. There's this whole sequence yep. of uh, upgrades basically that changes your little helper to do different things. Mm-hmm. So you can have one that's a sword bot that just swings a sword right. at people. So yeah, the the, the the sequence that you get your power-ups in matter. Like and it goes across the top. It's very clear what you're doing like on the on the top of your screen. Like you you know what you're doing. So you want to pick one that you like and then it'll help you battle through. But interesting. Um you can you can What is the deal? Uh sorry, go ahead. You can grab onto the grates as well. So like when you see in the background that there's like sort of chain link fence looking stuff. Mm-hmm. You can um, use your your shatter f- hand to you know grab onto that, so that's part of the play dynamic. Mm. Um, Suck that, Super Mario World. Yeah, so yeah, it's funny that that's there, um, despite you know the game obviously me developed before Super Mario, so mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about how the game ends or if it's worth you know getting to the ending. It's but apparently just it the play is very crisp and like the just everybody likes punching their way through everything. Why not? You know so punch punch punch. Yep. Uh, they got some awesome uh, bosses. It looks like to fight like, against. Like like the factory master balls fire. Yeah, I like the guy. It looks kind of like a, a Nazi almost. Yeah, and he only vaguely sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's got a couple of level level coverages, but uh, it should be an interesting one. All right, so let's go and end this first half on the poster in the middle for the Flintstones, the rescue of Dino and Hoppy, coming soon to D- your NES. Dino. Hor- hor- Dino? Horrible name, horrible poster. <laughs> yeah, this is a <laughs> god-awful poster. This is terrible. It's just like the family of four, uh, including Dino, there you go. Uh, on, a, on, a, on a pink pastel background. Yeah, it's just like traditional Flintstones, like waving at the camera. And, it is uh, an awful, awful, awful poster. Yeah. yeah it's, so, it's devoid of any interesting there's no way. Anything. There's no way this goes up on my wall. 
if I'm, you know, uh, mm, this ten- is gonna go to the bottom of the birdcage. Yeah, for sure. It's lining you know. the shoebox. If it didn't have the map, <laughs> if it didn't have the map for Shatterhand on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, I- that's true. So. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this first, uh, pinch this first half off, and <laughs> pinch it off. Mike just had an aneurysm, <laughs> and. Um, uh, let you guys know. Uh, please go on iTunes, give us a rating and review. Uh, it really helps us out in uh, spreading the word about our podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us, please see our Facebook page. Just search for Playing With Power Podcast. Facebook.com slash Playing With Power Podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at GetThePower88. Or if you want to throw us a few uh, nickels our way, uh, look for us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Playing With Power all right. So with that said, uh, gentlemen, I'm Ben. I'm Mike, and I'm John. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. 